Welcome to the Peaceful Entrepreneur Podcast, where together we are finding peace in the process of everyday business ownership by improving, one step at a time, how we think and what we do. I'm your host, Amy Stout. Welcome to today's episode. You are in for a treat. This is kind of a no-brainer, but of course, a way to find more peace in your business is to figure out how to love what you're doing every day. But figuring out how to do that is the hard part. So today, my incredible friend Vicki and I break down all of the ways that we have found to fall in love and stay in love with our business. We cover topics like being intentional, trusting yourself, having boundaries, being self-aware, setting your priorities in the right place, and honestly, so much more. And I am so excited to write down all the different quotes from Vicki from this episode because she shared so much wisdom. So if you are feeling the roller coaster of ups and downs, loving your business one day, dreading it the next, this is the episode for you to figure out how to consistently love your business. Let's jump in. Oh my goodness, Vicki, I'm so excited to have you here today and have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today and just talking about intentions and amazing energy within our businesses. Yes. Oh my goodness. So Vicki and I connected on Instagram, which I mean, it's just another another one of those stories where you meet someone on Instagram and you just get along perfectly. So I think I think we do need to tell the story of how we met. Do you want to do the honors? (laughs) Yes, let's tell the story. So um, we just connected on Instagram and just, you know, having a friendly conversation. And um, how did it how did it start, Amy? You were basically we just saw that you were in Halifax, maybe. Yeah, well, I think we were just um, having that conversation of like, oh, where are you based? Right. Like where? Tell me more about your business. Where are you based? Yeah, you know, just like really early on introduction, right? Um, and I shared with Amy that I was in um, Halifax, Nova Scotia, in Canada. Um, and Amy was like, "Yeah, that's you know amazing. We have actually a you know um, a church who's stationed in Halifax right now, right?" Yes. Yeah, my yeah. church had literally just sent out a new like group of people to start a church up there and i think i told you the name of it i think you sent me the instagram of it right just to check it out you're like i don't know if this is your thing but um here it is if you want to check it out and i clicked on it and i was scrolling down (laughs) and literally the first picture that popped up i was like that is my apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. It turns and out you had like literally met some of the people at the church like days literally, before. Literally, like my basically neighbors in this apartment building that I've I just saw them move in. Um, and I was like, that's literally them on that first Instagram post that I stumbled <laughs> on. It was crazy. The world yeah. is so so small. Oh my it's goodness. Tiny. Yeah, it is. So 
that just that started us off on a fantastic foot and then we have just gotten along i feel like our businesses have a lot in common even though they're different they were founded on a lot of the similar things and so and i've always loved like ever since then i love watching your stories you have amazing stories thank you to you um and so tell us a little bit about you your business so that we can kind of know your background know where you're coming from yeah so um i am an online business and marketing mentor um i help women entrepreneurs um establish or elevate their business through marketing and sales strategies um of course working on mindset and foundations of their business as well but um that's what I do. And I originally started my business as a virtual assistant. Um, but, you know, I started pivoting to social media management and then started doing social media intensives, which really just snowballed from there. And I found a huge passion for business mentorship and, you know, coaching in general. And I ran with it. Right. I love that. I feel like there's a group of us who started as virtual assistants and turned into something else. I would love to just get a bunch of people together and make like a graph of like where people branched be... into. <laughs> That'd be so interesting. That would be amazing. I feel like, uh, you know, starting off as a virtual assistant and being able to really find yourself and yeah. knowing what, what you're really passionate about because we start off more general in a way. Exactly. Um. So yeah, it, yeah, it's really amazing. It is. And actually your Instagram story. So obviously, since you're a marketing mentor, you're amazing at marketing. And on one of your stories, you said something about like the phrase falling in love with your business. Yes. And I was, I believe I was prepping the first season at that point. I hadn't even announced the podcast, but I was prepping and had the whole first season prepped and I was like, well, I know what my second season, I know, I know what an episode of my second season is going to be about. So I immediately like swiped up on that story and was like, can we do an episode about this? Because that is so key to being a peaceful entrepreneur is yes. loving what you do and having a peaceful daily rhythm and not dreading your work, not getting the Sunday scaries, all of the above. So I'm really pumped to have this conversation with you today. (laughs) I know when we were like, let's do a podcast episode on this. I was so excited because I feel like, you know, it's not talked about enough, right? The highs and lows. Um, We talk about the highs a lot, but let's talk about the lows leading up to the highs and all like the intentional work that we have to do and all the maintenance that we have to do to stay in love with our businesses. Yes test us every single day <laughs> i feel like <laughs> as entrepreneurs oh there's another test we're getting tested every single day of yeah. you know running our business and what we yeah. do so yes and that is quickly becoming like a a sub theme throughout this entire podcast so far is mm-hmm. let's talk about the real stuff because social media is always such a highlight reel and i am so not about that you know our full our whole first interview episode on the first season is called you're not alone and it talks all about comparison and burnout and all of the different struggles that we go through as entrepreneurs and beth and i were literally like we are so frustrated that all of the marketing online is like you can earn six figures by working 10 hours a week and 
I made a thousand dollars a week off of this one Etsy product. And like, that's, I don't blame people because that's what they have time for in their reel or in their TikTok, but it's yeah. misleading. So yeah. that's a lot of what this whole podcast is about. So you're right on brand yeah. and you didn't even mean to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it's just like part of being intentional within your business is really figuring out what you want out of your business. Um, and I think this is something that we both really relate on is just the real and rawness of mm. what running a business or what being an entrepreneur is. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. Well, let's go ahead and jump off of that into how in the world do we figure out how to love our businesses and love running them, love being in them every day and not just let them run us or just let life pass us by. And because everyone wants that. And I've gone in and out of seasons of loving my business and seasons of not dreading it, but just like not being as excited about it. So I've experienced both of the feelings, but I haven't really quite harnessed how do I intentionally get there on a regular basis. So share with us your wisdom on how we fall in love with our businesses and stay in love with our businesses. (laughs) So I felt the same way, like going through cycles of really high highs and really low lows. And at one point I just got really frustrated with it. I was like, oh, we're dipping again, or oh, we're climbing again. And it felt like there was like a lack of control, even though I was in the driver's seat, you know, I'm running my business. And it just feels like um, that attachment between yourself and your business because our businesses are our babies like we built this from ground up we're passionate about it but i think part of falling in love with your business is realizing that your business is your canvas not a part of you like not Mm. it you know its own your own identity in that way Mm. um so i think one of the major things was being able to detach my, you know, self-doubt and leaking that into my business, Mm, right? That's big. So letting, yeah, letting your business run the way it runs and having all the structures and strategies and all the things that you've built up. But of course, like throw in the real rawness, the conversations, the, you know, um, your creativity, what lights you up into your business as a canvas, but doesn't mean like you're sad, or you're feeling some type of way and your business has to directly reflect that. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That yeah. Ugh, that jumps right into the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking about this question, which is just the concept of being intentional with your mindset in your business and setting yourself up for success. I'm going to have to write that down, that your business is your canvas, not your identity. That's such a good yeah. one-liner. Oh my gosh. And I need to remember that because... It is our baby and it's so easy for it to just become who we are. And it's like, like you're saying, like your worth and your self-identity and your self-doubt, it gets all, it can get all muddled up. It's like how your business is doing is how you're feeling and how you're feeling is how your business is doing. And it just gets all messy real quick. Exactly. I think like part of falling in love with your business is also embracing Hmm. the 
the tests that you are faced with every single day of your business, right? Um, oh no, like my creativity just went out the door when creating mm-hmm. this graphic and, you know, not letting that trickle and become from a one day problem or a one hour problem to a one month creative block. So really mm-hmm. like being intentional is facing it in the moment of like, it's okay, I can walk away and come back to it in an hour. And mm-hmm. again, not letting, you know, um, how you feel um, directly affect the way that your business runs and how you support your clients and mm-hmm. let that have that domino effect, right? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Another big thing with intentionality that we've already been talking about a little bit is boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because <laughs> I actually recorded an episode for the podcast about boundaries and decided to scrap it because it's such a big topic and there's no way for it to be encompassed in one episode. (laughs) So I scrapped it and I decided I'm going to do a series because it's just, there's just way too much, but let's talk in this specific context. What are some boundaries that you have put up or how do you think about boundaries in a way that helps you love your business? I totally agree with you how boundaries is just like a huge like subgroup of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to boundaries, it's important to recognize that there are so many different boundaries involved. And I like to kind of in, you know, this stage within my business to break it down where it's more easily digestible and reflective. So instead of just boundaries, I'm like, what are my non-negotiables? right? Mm -hmm. What are my business and life rituals? And what are the boundaries that avoid me from having leaky energy within my business, Mm. right? So dividing it in that way helps me approach it differently in the different Mm. areas that I have. That's good. Can you share a couple of examples? 100%. So something that I, so a boundary or a leaky energy that I had was I used to wake up in the morning as soon as I woke up, it's just like this gasp of, I need to check all of my socials, all of my, you know, messages for my clients. And it's just like, you're waking up with already a huge wave of anxiety, right? Um, of all the things that you need to do. And just jumping right into it, an hour on my phone, you know, getting back to all my clients while I'm still in bed and I haven't taken a sip of water. I haven't gotten ready and felt good and, you know, had my coffee yet. So that in itself, I recognize that I need to create, you know, a way for me to sustainably fill my cup first so I'm able to, you know, pour my energy and my passion and my support for my community and my clients, right? So at this stage, I have a morning ritual and like a hard start to the day. So in the morning ritual, of course, it's gonna look different every day. Like some days you're just like, okay, I'm I'm feeling more cozy. It's a rainy day, you know, but you know, still just practicing ways to fill your own cup first. And this is going to look different for everyone. Um, But for me personally, I like to get ready. Um, I like to just do skincare or light makeup, especially working from home, like just want to get cozy, right? Um, And I wanted this like, this perfect 
spot for me where it's not like I have to get glammed up every single day. And I also don't want to be like super slobby every day because that (laughs) is where, you know, I just, I had that phase and I was just like, wasn't feeling confident in myself. So I wanted that fine line of like business, casual, chic and running with that. Right. Um, so being able to have like that perfect sweet spot and a lot of that comes down to reflecting and being really self-aware with what's working and what's not. So that in itself is like one of the rituals that I have, um, within my business is to prioritize myself first before serving anyone, right? Putting my time into anything. Yes, that's huge. And I like that you use the word ritual rather than like to-do list or checklist or whatever. I I like the word rhythm too, which is the same concept, but just like you said, reflecting, coming up with something that's going to work really well for you and then putting it into play. And I think something cool about the ritual slash rhythm concept that I've found is I've also done the whole social media when I first wake up thing and had to cut it out. So (laughs) I'm right there with you. And I still have my phone on my nightstand for an alarm, but I have basically replaced it with something else. So that's one thing that can help Mm -hmm. is if you want to stop doing something, what can you replace it with? So I replaced it with my Kindle. I just pick it up and start reading my book instead of scrolling because I still need something to wake my brain up. Yeah. Um, But the other piece is even if you don't want to make that switch because social media is borderline, like it could truly be an addiction. So you're not going to want to stop doing social media first thing in the morning, probably even if you know it's good for you. So something that I've found is if you have discipline for long enough, it will turn into a rhythm that you don't really have to think about anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. And just like there is a point that you'll get past the hard, like, ugh, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And it'll turn into something that you want to do because you'll see how much healthier you are and you'll feel so much better that now I'm like, please take my phone a thousand feet away from me at all times. Like I don't want it <laughs> because I've practiced taking space. And like six months ago, it was two feet from me at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I love what you said about like not having to associate with like, I have to do this or this is like a to-do list because I feel like lingo and your approach to whatever it is in your business it's important to tread it lightly in a way where like you know when you're telling yourself you have to do something um you're gonna dread it right or like i have to do this and you're already associating with like terrible energy or Mm. like mindset towards it and that's just going to you know be reflected in the whole process, you're going to hate it. And then you're going to reaffirm and tell yourself that, yeah, this is not something that I like to do. Right. Yeah. Where, and then we're going to just start procrastinating it. And it just becomes this domino effect because of that initial mentality towards something. So when I am doing something that I'm not loving within my business, I try to tell myself like, what are the intentions of this, right? Like, Mm. right in this moment, I'm not loving this, but I do 
enjoy you know for an example creating content right so Mm -hmm. in the moment i might be like oh i don't really want to create this graphic right now or i don't really want to do this right now um but then i kind of like have the switch of like okay you know we can we can do it this way or we can come back to it or we can you know just do it because the amount of love and the amount of you know um response that you get from people who are genuinely loving and craving your content that you know helps them every single day that's Mm. what's gonna fuel me so having that like sub um or that aftermath the domino effect of like what are what's the second ripple right what's Mm -hmm. the third ripple effects of this um is not doing the first task worth it or is it you know worth it to do it and then have all of these amazing aftermaths of that one event right so good that's so good that's that's hitting on another point of CEO mindset, which I know is something that you also talk about a lot in your content is taking account of everything that you're spending your time on and making sure that it is purposeful and it is something you should be doing. And I think that that is another key to loving your business is feeling purpose in all of the things that you do. And if you don't feel purpose, how can you find it or how can you outsource or delegate that to somebody else if truly it's like not within your purpose to be doing it yes I love that I think like with it kind of again goes back to intentions of you know um running your business and you know if you don't love and you don't have to love every aspect of your business if you have the means yeah exactly (laughs) we don't live in a perfect world (laughs) exactly like if you you know, don't specialize in social media management and you absolutely dread creating content, have someone else do it for you, you know, um, outsource. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay Mm -hmm. to, you know, um, um, you know, be open to that Mm -hmm. because again, you have to fill up your cup to an extent. And if, Mm -hmm. if you're acting like an octopus, a million different, you know, um buttons that you have to press it can be so difficult for you to handle it all um so when you're at the stage in your business where you're like okay i really don't enjoy this and it's me having to do this doesn't make me fall in love with my business and it's testing me to my limits pushing me to my limits every single day you know outsource or invest in getting help to shift Mm -hmm. that mindset yes or like can i completely cut it out depending on the thing but that's totally an option too. It's like, find a way to enjoy it, find a way to outsource it, or can you just cut it completely? Because there's been plenty of times in my business that, for example, social media management was a service of ours for a while. And I just realized that it was constantly stressing me out when I had to look over, even if I wasn't doing the content creating, I still like it passed through me before it went to the client. And even just that, I was like, this just stresses me out. I dread it every time. I'm like, I don't have a passion for this service. Why am I even offering it? (laughs) Like, let me just cut it and just do the things that I feel passionate and like knowledgeable about. So cutting is also an option. (laughs) Yes. I think like going back to like intentions, being intentional is just being really self-aware 
and changing things that are not serving you anymore, right? Um, you know, and that's where growth and scaling your business, personal growth comes through is being self-aware and quickly changing it. Like as soon as you face it, you're like, this isn't serving me anymore. Let me reflect on this deeper. Yeah, it's not serving me. I'm ditching that, right? And that changes everything. It saves you so much time. It's not serving you. Why would you, you know, spend an extra year doing something you don't love, right? That's so good. You're a really good example of that because your business is three years old, but you've already morphed twice. So you're a good example of like, nope, this isn't working. I'm going a different direction. (laughs) I get told a lot that like um, I'm a mover and a shaker, you know, just like make it happen in the moment. And it's easier said than done. Like in the moment, there's a lot of like, whoa, how do I feel about this? And overanalyzing every single different scenario. But it comes to a point where it's like you don't know until you try. And this kind of just goes into the topic of like taking action. If it doesn't work out, try again, right? And you learn something from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and timing is different for everyone. So, you know, if it doesn't work out right now, try again maybe a little bit later and see if it works. Um, yeah. If not, then it doesn't serve you. It's not, it's not right for you and yeah. try something else. So yeah. I think part of loving your business is being able to trust yourself and trust that everything will work out and you'll you know exactly what you need to do to get to where you want to be right that's amazing yeah my my coach told me he was like take every no as a not right now yeah (laughs) so that fits right into what you were saying i love that something that's i think a little counterintuitive about loving your business is I think it's important to be able to take a break from your business mm-hmm. because if you spend all your time even if it's just all your mental time in your business you're not going to love it anymore like we yeah. need breaks so <laughs> talk to me a little bit about how you create that balance and how you've seen that change your love for your business Yeah. So I used to kind of go through, again, the cycle of highs and lows. And when there's that low, I'm like, oh, I need time for myself um, to figure out my business or just slow things down. You don't always have to like fully put a stop to everything, but Mm -hmm. sometimes you do. It just depends on knowing yourself and what works best for you. So for me, it's just like leaning more into my feminine energy, slowing things down and diving to things that spark my love for my business again, like creativity, branding, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of working my way through. But, you know, sometimes I'll go through these phases where I'm like, okay, I need to take an actual break and Mm -hmm. refuel myself and, um not think about business at all right like i was at this point where basically it's like hi nice to meet you i'm vicky fan i'm a business and marketing mentor to random people on the street (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like that doesn't have to just be my identity right there's just like so much more to me than just that title occupation right and i think it's important to like as you grow your business, learn more things about yourself and 
pour your energy into personal development because that's what's going to like inevitably grow your personal brand as well um and you know having more attached to you than how much money you make or you know what you do um because again deep down you want to work with people who are humans right like see you as a human and you know it's just it's a great connector and you know it's important to be able to take that time when you need it and be really intuitive with that um so what i would suggest is to take time and do the things that you love um that are aside from business Mm -hmm. right that's actually a like that can be a take a vacation thing but that's also a rhythm for me so i actually still Mm. pretty much function on like a nine to five schedule not super strictly during the week but i do always take weekends off like always and i also completely take weekends off of social media like i don't even open the app even for personal use and the thing that you said about just like taking a break and not thinking about business. I just, I need that on a regular basis because my brain, (laughs) I love the (laughs) octopus thing that you said. I always think of it as like juggling balls that I just have like Mm. 27 juggling balls up in the air at all times. Um, But also an octopus is a good analogy for it. But (laughs) I just, I function kind of on all cylinders when I'm on, um, which is also something that I'm, working on slowing down but because I do put so much mental energy into my business which I think I should right um Mm -hmm. I need to also take a full stop on a regular basis so that's been huge for me is just taking weekends off and I know that like the Instagram algorithm doesn't recommend that and all of that but I'm like I did I can't let Instagram rule my life like I've just (laughs) I've got to do what I need to do yeah, I feel the same way. I don't very, very rarely I post on or show up on um, my business account on the weekends. I really take that time off, no calls or anything. Sometimes I'll document, you know, what's going on throughout my day. But other than that, it's just like post and ghost on the weekends at least. Right. Yes. yes. Um, and I find that's really, really important because if I'm preaching to my clients, you need to practice boundaries and have these rituals and you know not spread yourself too thin so that means you know taking time for yourself if i'm preaching this and i'm not doing it myself like (laughs) yep (laughs) why would anyone want to invest and work with me right so i think it's important to take that time off and for me you know i love you know some of the activities that i love to do that fuel me and like other hobbies and such is just like, you know, creating videos or like artsy things and educating myself. A lot of it's on my phone and can be really difficult if it's on your phone and your business Mm -hmm. is on your phone. So what I like to do, and this is like a non-negotiable for me is to, I've actually created different um, do not disturb modes on my phone. So that's really- Yeah. So basically Monday to Fridays, that's like business mode. Right. And a lot of times like working from home and owning your own business, a lot of your friends and family members might just say like, oh, she's definitely available right now. Let me FaceTime her. Right. And 
it's also like boundaries within the relationships of your everyday life. It's like, I have the time to talk to you, but doesn't mean I'm available, right? Like, yeah. doesn't mean that I have the energy for our, our call yeah. right now because I'm deep down creating this business plan for my client and I don't really want to FaceTime right now. So right. I think it's important like to have boundaries and non-negotiables and, you know, rituals in your business that reflect everything, your energy, your time, yeah. your clients, yeah. um, all of those things, right? That's so good. That's so good. And that kind of goes into another point that I wanted to talk about is prioritizing and how to set your priorities in the right place so that you can be proactive in your business and not reactive, like reactive to every single text that comes through or whatever. Yeah. And we're already kind of talking about this, but <laughs> it's just important to, to sit back and look at your daily rhythms, look at your business systems and say, and, and delineate what the actual priorities are. Something our business coach had us do was actually write down like the values that are attached to the to the things that we're doing. Oh. For example, like sales and lead generation can be worth tens of thousands of dollars, right? But I don't know, what's something else small? A bookkeeping, it's like important, but it's not gonna like directly make you a bunch of money. Yes. So you need to focus on the high value items and you should only have, he said you should only have five high value items so that mm -hmm. you can like really laser in. Then you have your mid value and your low value. But it was just an exercise to prioritize like what are the steps and the actions that I'm taking in my business and how can I arrange my day so that I'm doing the most high value things when I'm most productive and I'm spending my time and my mental energy well on what I have to do. Yes, I love that. Um, you know, prioritizing or even just like, you know, seeing what, what is important to you, right? Um, a lot of times, like in the early stages of being a business mentor, I was like, you know, being a good mentor is responding to my clients in a minute. As soon as like they message me, I need to be like on call. And, you know, in the moment, I was like, yeah, I'm pouring a lot of my energy, my passion, and, you know, my support for my clients. And I thought that was like, gold like i thought that was like the best thing as a mentor to do but you know reflecting on it later that's again like teaching my clients subconsciously that that's what they need to do for their clients as well wow that's good right not good but that's deep like that's a good point. yeah <laughs> and now like i you know I check my Voxer or my client support. Um, I have Geneva or Voxer that I support my clients in for one-on-one -on -one or group. And I set, you know, time block times to go back in, check in with them throughout the day. So I time block three 15 minute increments throughout my day to respond to every one of my clients. Um, and that really just helps me enforce that boundary of, okay, having enough time for them to reflect on what their message is. And a lot of times they're like, do you know what? Actually, like just saying this out loud or just messaging you about it and giving it some time to think about 
my intentions. I just figured it out and it feels amazing, right? So I'm giving time for my clients. I'm teaching them to take initiative and be that higher version of entrepreneur that they want to be by making decisions. So a lot of like mentorship is like, of course, I'm guiding you and holding your hand, but I'm not going to necessarily like, you know, piggyback ride you everywhere, right? Mm. Within your business. So. Wow. That is so good. I love that. I love the time blocking thing too. And yeah, it, again, the cool thing about that is you can tell your clients, Hey, I check at this time, this time, and this time. So they know when to expect you. And they're not just like sitting there like, when's she gonna respond (laughs) so that's also good yeah I think being part of like intentional is like what do I want the goal to be right my goal is to you know really create amazing entrepreneurs and amazing entrepreneurial growth out of my clients I want them to grow and flourish and bloom but if are my actions or is my support reflecting that And in the early stages of me responding in 0.5 seconds, that wasn't reflecting the goal and intentions that I had. So Mm -hmm. you can have these goals and intentions, but it's important to actually reflect on the action or the business moves that you're making towards that goal. Right? It is. It is. Yes. I was also going to talk about like priorities, setting priorities for yourself now based on the priorities that you have for your business growth. Mm-hmm. So like what you want to see your business, cause you're talking about like what you want your client to see your clients be like, but I'm sure you're also talking about what you want to see your business be like and yeah. how you can, how you see it being. And then you can kind of trace back and be like, okay, well, here's what I need to prioritize now to get there. Yes. A hundred percent. I think like falling in love with your business or something that I like to say is like becoming that entrepreneur. And it's just like your own definition of what that higher version of yourself as a CEO, as an entrepreneur looks like and being Mm -hmm. able to kind of like reverse engineer, like, okay, this is what I want and take these steps back of like, Mm -hmm. okay, what are the actions towards that? What do I have to do on the daily? What are like the amazing rituals and non-negotiables and boundaries that I need to set to make that happen. Yes. Right. While we're talking yeah. about reflection, I have a question for you. Do you work reflection? <clears throat> Sorry. Do you factor reflection into your schedule? Like do you block times out for it or do you wait for it to happen naturally? Well, I don't necessarily time block to reflect because I feel like part of, you know, growing is being really intuitive with yourself. So in the early stages of like starting, you know, deeper reflection and analyzing and awareness in my business, I might have done like once a week of just like sitting down journaling or just like talking it out in a way. Um, But in this you know, stage of my business. Now I just like to be really intuitive is the first step being intuitive of like, how am I feeling? Right? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I feeling, you know, um, excited? Am I feeling really, you know, stressed out and kind of pinpointing what is what is causing 
that energy or what what is causing those emotions to be happening in my world on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, whatever it is. Um, And then next is kind of being like, again, diving deeper of like, what is causing that? And then, you know, what can I do about it? Mm. Right? Like, what are shifts that I can make? So recently, I've been like feeling really disorganized in my business, like, you know, feeling like, my emails are all messed up, like just really disorganized in the back end. And you know, when you're, you're really in your grind and things just pile up and, Mm -hmm. you know, papers everywhere, ideas everywhere, just like a lot of chaos is happening. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, I feel really anxious over all the things that I need to do. Mm. Right. And I was like, okay, what is happening? why is this happening? What do I need to do? So I realized that the systems that I've set up for my business, like my client management systems, my, you know, um, you know, task management, all of those little things wasn't, my system wasn't serving me anymore. So I'm like, I'm ditching all of this because I'm on a million different um, platforms to help me manage Mm -hmm. this. I'm going to condense it and then like integrate all of this into one software. So again, like being really intuitive is number one. Analyzing, diving deeper is number two. And number three is making that shift, making Mm -hmm. the changes that Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting rid of things that are not serving you anymore. So. I want to talk a little bit more about being intuitive because I feel like I am pretty intuitive, but I haven't put a lot of language to it or I haven't like verbally processed it a lot. Um, So I, in my head right now, I'm trying to like reconcile, like, how do you be intuitive, but also be structured at the same time? Because you have, there's, there's space for both. But I guess my question is like, how, how do you do that? (laughs) How do you structure your days and your thoughts and all of that? I mean, I think it's just like thinking out loud too. And, you know, if something, everyone is different, of course, but I recognize that if something is bothering me, I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I tend to vocalize that to my boyfriend, my partner. And, and, and then I just kind of reflect, am I bringing this up in my head or vocalizing this more than once more than twice if so something needs to shift something's not right so um there's that way or sometimes I just like see you know how irritable I am or you know like my you know how I'm approaching or my self-talk as well right Mm -hmm. so being able to like recognize oh that was a negative self-talk that I just had for myself right um you know, why are you like this? <laughs> and then you know, that's a negative self-talk that mm. in the moment you need to kind of like catch yourself in, right? And that takes but, practice. Yeah. But I guess this is like listening to this and, you know, um, having this conversation is for you to plant that seed of, okay, next time I'm having, you know, some negative self-talk or like feeling some type of way, I can analyze and dive deeper into it. So sometimes I write it down. Sometimes I'm just like, I need to talk about this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I talk about it to people around me, like my partner, my mentors, you know, um, 
even in the DMs sometimes, if I'm just having a conversation. Yeah, process it with someone. Yeah, you're just like processing it um, and talking about, you know, what what's going on. So um, I shared this on, I shared like a get ready with me one day or like a day in life. And I was like, my systems are not serving me anymore. I'm changing everything. Just like vocalizing that way. And then yeah. you're going to work with it. If you Good. feel like you need accountability to be intuitive, put it out there, right? Yeah. And that's where that, that real and rawness comes from. It's mm-hmm. just like speaking out loud. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to plug one of my old episodes, which is all about community and why we're not supposed to do this alone. And if you can set up some sort of relationship for yourself, whether it be a group of peers, whether it be a mentor like you, whether it be a coach, like having, I personally have two other girls who are, we're all on the same level, you know? And we have a group chat on Voxer that we literally talk constantly on. (laughs) And we're just like doing stuff like this, like sharing, how we're feeling and even asking for input like hey I'm feeling like this what do you think I should do or hey this happened with a client how should I word my response you know so mm-hmm. surrounding yourself with people who you trust to speak in in those moments whatever that community looks like like you said your boyfriend I have my husband you know like we it could be whoever but you gotta have your people that you can go to yes sure. yes I think part of like when I not hated my business or when it felt like I wanted to burn everything to the ground (laughs) and putting out fires everywhere. Um, You know, at that phase, it was like entrepreneurship was really lonely, right? Like I was not putting myself out there. I didn't feel supported with, you know, um, because I didn't invest in a mentor at one stage and I felt like none of my friends or family could really relate having growing scaling supporting an online business Mm -hmm. right um so i was like you know what i'm over this like i don't want to be so lonely in entrepreneurship i'm going to invest in a mentor that i love i'm going to you know navigate more um intentional conversations around my business i'm going to like surround myself and put myself out there to really create a community that i can support and also rely on as well mm-hmm. um and even like submerge myself with or surround myself with friends who get it because again being a young entrepreneur as well is like um for me i was really struggling because other people my age were in university they were partying they were you know they had different goals currently in their lives and it was really difficult for me to you know, find friends that could understand that I was not in school. I was, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, all of these things. So finding your people and being able to support each other in that way. So big, so big. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been so fantastic. And I feel like we've really just thrown out a lot of ways that we can practice loving our business. And I'm sure that you and I will continue to discover those. A hundred percent. I love this conversation. I think like falling in love with your business is such an uphill battle, mm-hmm. <laughs> uphill journey. But mm-hmm. once you do it and once you start being really intuitive, self-aware and 
be able to make these shifts and trust yourself. Trust mm-hmm. yourself 110% because yes. you're in the driver's seat. You have to trust yourself. You have to know that you're capable. You have to know that you're your experience that you have what it takes because mm-hmm. if you didn't you wouldn't have made it this far already right so it's, true you trusted yourself every step of the way to get to where you are today so continue to trust yourself and continue to move forward i and- love that and i can see why you're such an amazing mentor just from like everything how you speak and how you encourage and anyone who works with you is I'm sure just so blessed. So go ahead and share how people can find you and what kind of people you find yourself working with if anyone listening wants a mentor. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at I am Vicky fan. Um, I'm sure you'll tag my Instagram in the show notes. notes. Um, And yeah, so I serve women online service based uh, entrepreneurs. So whether you're a virtual assistant, social media manager, graphic designer, even mentor yourself. um, Those are, you know, the typical types of clients that I work with. And yeah, whether you're in the early stages of your business, you're looking to establish or you're looking to elevate and scale your business, um, I support, you know, all all types of business in that way. So all stages. So um, Mm. yeah, you can find me at I am Vicky Fan on Instagram. And you also have a podcast. Yes. So we're going to be recording a episode for that one as well. So I will put some info. I don't know if they will come out around the same time, but whatever's going on, I'll put it in the description. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. So my podcast is at the Dreamy CEO podcast and um, you are... I'm so excited to have you on because we're going to have the best conversation ever and have a great time on there. Yes, I can't wait. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, having this conversation. And I can't wait to continue the conversation on your podcast and on Instagram. Thank you so much for having me. I had such an amazing time and I loved our conversation today. Me too. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to connecting with you more, whether that's on Instagram, TikTok, or our email list. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode and if you have any additional tips to add. We will see you next week with more tips and tools to becoming a peaceful entrepreneur. Bye for now.